Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's a waiver wire Wednesday here on Fantasy Sports today. Joe Pizzapia and I go through all of the possible options for those of you who have yet to make your decision as the fantasy football season continues on Thursday. Fantasy Sports Today starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Frank Mish along with Joe Pizzapia here on the show. Sean Guastamaki, of course, producing the program today. It is, of course, September 11th. And we certainly uh, want to honor the fallen uh, from all over the country who uh, lost their lives in that terrible terrorist attack back in 2001. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show for sure. But want to mention that right here at the top. And um, certainly a lot to get to here on the show. We got the waiver wire coming up in a little bit. We'll go back to school with Joe Pizzapia in hour number two. And, of course, for those of you who are listening live, stay tuned because coming up in about 30 minutes from now, Adam Ronis is going to join us. Adam, you can hear every day from 2 to 4 Eastern right here on FNTSY Radio. Adam, a full-time fantasy with Dr. Rota will join us. And so, uh, Joe, uh, yesterday was Tuesday, of course, so not a lot of action happening in football. And then today, guys will be back on practice fields today. We'll get some practice reports coming up this afternoon as well. But unfortunately, it's uh, the, the story that just won't go away. At this point. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I just would I would like this guy to go away. I'd like the story to go away, but it just won't. And um, and here we are. We're kind of back in the same situation that we were on Friday and Saturday and Sunday again, just kind of wondering what is going to happen with Antonio Brown. It's a story that just won't end. Yeah, it's it's very this one's even weirder. I mean, it's one thing when it's all professional stuff or it's about contracts. This is about real life stuff. And, you know, unfortunately, this country was a very long time where, you know, sexual assaults kind of went uh, by the wayside. People were afraid they wouldn't be believed. People were afraid they wouldn't uh, be taken seriously. And in the last couple of years, obviously, that has changed significantly. Some very important work done by a lot of journalists. And have really exposed the nature of what's been going on out there in the culture for a long time. And the tricky part is, you know, everybody should be believed and heard. The other tricky part is also, you know, convicting people before they have their due process. So there has to be a balance between those two things. To me, Craig, this timing is auspicious, to say the least. Um, a guy who, you know, went from having $30 million guaranteed to having a lot less guaranteed. And now all of a sudden, when that number drops, all of a sudden, in a 24-hour span, basically, now this allegation comes out. It's a very bizarre timing. There's a lot of other, the, the statements from the lawyer of Antonio Brown were incredibly detailed. And it does seem to allude that they had a, a relationship. So it is muddy. It is strange. And I hate to say this because I think it's frustrating on, on everyone's end, but it's suspicious. It really is that the timing is very suspicious. Don't you think, Craig? It's kind of weird. Well, no, because okay. on, sa- on Saturday, um, before any of this stuff happened with, with New England, 
um, there is an account on social media and uh, and I follow him and have for years. And, and sometimes he breaks news and sometimes, listen, we're all right and we're all wrong. But whatever the account's name is, Incarcerated Bob. I don't know. If yep, you're I know. Yep, I am. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he posted all this stuff Saturday, Joe, before before any of this stuff came out, that something was going to come out. So, um, no, I don't think it's suspicious at all. Um, whether or not the allegations are true, I can't speak to, but this has been going on for a long period of time. So uh, I will not, far be it for me to even come close to defending this nutcase at Antonio Brown. Um, I'm not going to do that at all here. I'm going to hope, obviously, that everybody, as you said, gets their due process here. But yeah. um, I just don't know how the NFL responds. I don't care. I would just like for him to go away at this point. It would well, pro- how can they respond? How, how can the NFL? I don't know. I don't how know. can they release or get rid of him on an accusation? That doesn't seem very... Um, it would, be the, due process-y it, to me. it would be the smart it would be the smart thing to do. I mean, there, I see. I disagree. I think you're setting a precedent then where anytime anyone is accused of anything right or wrong, you know, if we did that to Tyreek Hill and then all of a sudden the information came out and all the things that we had, all of a sudden that there's somebody who God knows is not innocent in life, maybe, but maybe of the instance that was so discussed over uh, over this summer. And then you find out more about the incident. and You realize, oh, that's that's a lot muddier than we realize. I think that's a horrible precedent to set. You can't just that, that's what this country's built on. You can't just say this happened and how to have due process and then there are circumstances from it. I'm sorry. That's just not how the law works yeah, for anybody, I, I mean, for you, I, for me, for anyone. The, the difference is, is that this happened uh, before the season started with Tyreek Hill. The, the uh, Patriots and the NFL would be setting an even worse precedent if this indeed was true and they let him play on Sunday. See, so, I, I disagree. I don't think this is a worse precedent. I think the worst precedent is to automatically knee-jerk reaction every time someone accuses someone of something because if, let's say this isn't true, let's play devil's advocate for a moment. Then where are you in five years from now, where everybody says, oh, I've got to take I'm mad at this guy for that or this guy for that. And then you're just going to ban everybody in the NFL or, or release everybody who ever did anything possibly wrong or accused of. That is a slippery slope. I don't think the any professional sports or any any corporation anyone can really take. I think due process is due process for a reason for both. Yeah. people. I, I, I would take my chances with this guy. I would take. Well, let's see. That's 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 not fair. That's not what you can't. You can't do that. That's not what you. That is the whole point. I of can. Law, I can have an can. opinion. And that's you can have opinion. an opinion. This guy is nuts. And, and he's done one thing fine. after the other. That's completely derailed his own personal and professional career. Guy skipped out on his team. Didn't play last year at the end. He thought it was a good idea to have his feet done. And with the helmet, there's there's a screw loose with the guy. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Whether this is true or not, I doesn't don't make know. him a criminal. No, it doesn't. But if I was the NFL, at the very least, you're I making would not a big play jump there this week. I would not just to be fair. That's a big jump to criminal from you know from I don't he like don't, this he guy. He's have a to be baby. A criminal not play him. He, I would not play him. I would I would say until I would take seven days or five days to or three days, whatever it is, to investigate it. If you want to put him on the in what is that the NFL? Uh, what's that list? There's a special name exempt. for it. The exempt list. Thank you. If yeah. You want to put him on the exempt list for a couple of days so you sort it out. That's fair. But releasing and stuff like that, that's that's, that's what I could agree. Stuff. I could agree to that. But I, I right, see? But as of right now, I would not plan on uh, I, I, if I was if I was the NFL, I would say I would say that we take these allegations seriously. We'll investigate them. Of course and you we'll do. have an answer. And that's it. And if they come next week and or whatever or Saturday or, or tomorrow where they find out. But I would have it indefinitely until I figure it out. And then similar to Tyreek Hill situation, then, you know, it took them about two weeks to get it sorted out. Maybe a little bit longer than that, whatever it is. I'm not saying to cut Antonio Brown completely. But uh, it's just a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare for everybody who drafted him in fantasy. Uh, you know, if he doesn't play this week, it's a bust of a season. You've already missed two games. They'll have a bye week, too. And um, it's just it's it's just it sucks. I mean, it just it really sucks. And there's nothing that you could have done to avoid this one. It wasn't drafting early. It wasn't drafting late. The guy just um, just has a lot of skeletons <laughs> one way or the other. And it's very sad for me to see because, again, he lives in South Florida, grew up here in South Florida. His attorneys in South Florida. Um, okay, in terms of some injury updates real quick, Joe, aside from this, it does look like Tyreek Hill now confirmed out four to six weeks. 
So uh, you got to have to hit that waiver wire, I'm supposing, this week. That's like there's a lot of good, decent options. Uh, good and decent. That's an oxymoron. But there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of good options for uh, for kind of fill in guys, Joe, on a week to week basis. But nobody's going to be able to replace Tyreek Hill for four or five weeks if that indeed is the timeline. No, but there are some guys out there, certainly higher on the trough and even temporary guys like John Ross, who may not be as good as that first game ever again. But maybe he could be useful over the next couple of weeks until A.J. Green comes back. So as we go in later on through the show, there's definitely some names out there we're going to help you peg. And also, I think the lesser names, too, because you're not going to win everybody so you got to have some alternate bids in there and realize hey i got to win next week what's week two it's a week to win you can't just say oh i only put that one waiver claim on the big guy and then lose it that's that's not going to win you any weeks next week yep uh juju smith schuster looks like he's a go for sunday of course it doesn't look like he'll be on the field today we'll check in tomorrow and friday to see how he is uh, another big injury joe real quick a uh, right tackle of the cardinals marcus gilbert is going to be out a couple of months and so uh, this isn't the blind side of kyler murray but one of the key offensive lineman figures on arizona that's something we'll have to keep an eye on over the next few weeks yeah 100 percent, a line that already isn't great so losing a big piece is not good and uh finally i mean this this kind of happened before the brown news came out but Demarius thomas was traded i, I think it's just uh from new england to the jets uh, Demarius thomas joe great career safe to say he's done right like this is just a uh, good career safe to say career. he's done yeah yeah mm-hmm. he's done it's just you don't trade a player in your division if you don't think he's done yeah yeah that's a good point. Yeah, just, yeah, I, I don't think there's any fantasy value there but uh was a wide receiver one for probably about three or four years there, playing with peyton manning and and uh, did a great job for denver for a long period of time but you know safe to say his career is uh, coming to an end all right the segment is coming to an end but coming up next it's the opening drive right here on fantasy sports today craig mish along with joe pizapia on this wednesday edition of the show we got thursday night football coming up in the nfl college on friday and we'll break it all down coming up next with our opening drive right here on fnps why don't go away This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call resort release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract they've helped thousands of people and they're a plus rated with a bbb so if you feel scammed get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now guaranteed call n-o-w 800-804-7060 800-804-7060 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? 
Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Benny pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Fantasy Sports Today presents First play from scrimmage The opening drive The first play of the game From the opening play And all the way for a touchdown And it is the opening drive on Fantasy Sports Today Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia You can follow Joe on Twitter At Joe Pizzapia 17 Purchase his black book each and every year the hockey is coming out soon I'll oh it's out it is it out it's out oh already. it's okay. been out for a couple of weeks but we don't like to you know go crazy with the hockey on the opening week of football it's you know okay yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna ha- I'm gonna have to learn something about hockey this year so that's my book of choice for this year for sure you can follow me on twitter at craig mish and of course sean glostam Lockia producing his shows coming up today at the window at four o'clock eastern all right so on first down joe we are going away from football and we're going to baseball because uh, as I've talked about before we started doing this football show, if there's big baseball news, I'm not going to ignore that thing, especially on this show. And I was at the game last night. Christian Yelich fouled the ball off his knee. He was on the ground for a couple minutes, tried to get up a couple different times. And then it came out after the game that Yelich is going to miss the rest of the season. Now, certainly his numbers right now, if you stop them, he gave you all that and more for where you drafted him for sure. But this is kind of the problem, Joe, in these head-to-head fantasy leagues where you now have no one that's going to come close to filling in his production. And hopefully, as we'll learn out very, uh, learn very shortly, the timetable for Yelich, there are some that say he could be out just till spring training. There are others that say that this may go into the season next year. So obviously not something that we want to see for arguably one of the top three players in Major League Baseball. Yeah, it, this was a terrible thing to see. And here you go, your favorite thing. I was wrong. I was wrong about Christian Yelich because last year, those last two months in Milwaukee where he hit 22 home runs in two months. I thought that was a a statistical anomaly that was not going to carry over into this year, but turns out I was absolutely wrong on that. And I'll take the heat on it. Christian Yelich had a phenomenal year. Again, the power is definitely for real and a horrible way for him to end the season. You're right. For a lot of playoff people. I saw, I saw a poll on Twitter. That was very amusing, which is, um, how many of you who have Christian Yelich right now in a playoff would rather have someone come break your kneecap and get Christian mm-hmm. Yelich back? That's <laughs> really, yeah, that's a really, really good point. Let's just say the percentage was higher than I think people realize it should be. Yeah. But look, this this kind of injury from what I've gone on there and seen, you know, we are talking it's a couple months. So I think he should be all right, knowing how Christian Yelich is in terms of his personality. I can't imagine him not doing everything he can to be ready. Whether or not he's babied in spring training, I don't think that should affect, but Hopefully this is something that, you know, it's, it's a bone. You know what I mean? Like whenever there is ligament damage and things like that, stuff like that's always a little troubling. How is a guy going to come back? 
um, especially things like wrists in baseball. But, you know, a broken kneecap, it's it's still the fracture of a bone. You have to hope that everything heals well and that obviously they'll be on top of it. So I think you're upset now, but you're right. He gave you a whole season already and more. So you certainly got your money's worth out of him in season long. But it's 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 sad. It's sad for baseball, too, because you want all those stars healthy as much as you can have them for as long as you can have them. And even yeah. now, it's kind of kind of stinks. Yeah, and, and again, uh, the doc- some you know internet doctors and stuff are saying kind of that uh, if he doesn't have to have surgery, then yeah, he could be a full go for like March of next year. But if he has to have surgery on the kneecap, then he would be out the majority of next year. I mean, that's a nine month injury apparently to the kneecap. Wow, I didn't I, that I didn't realize. So yeah, it's April, April and May. Of next what's the year. surgery yeah. part of it? Because it's a like it a screw in the bone screw, kind of thing. Yeah, oh. uh-huh. yeah screws in the knee. So they said nine months. So that is. Uh, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, and May. Yeah, that's a tough spot for keeper league owners. That is a tough spot right now because chances are you paid a good price for him. If it is that, though, let's not go there yet. Yeah, we have, we have to see what what it uh, what happens there for sure. Uh, okay, second down. Uh, a report yesterday. Here we go with the coaches talking again. Uh, Bill O'Brien says Kenny Stills is in line for a bigger role. Joe with the Houston Texans. Uh, Kiki Kuti should be able to come back this week. Uh, Stills, through the years, has been one of those, speaking of boomer bust, the ultimate boomer bust type player. He could have uh, three catches, 80 yards, and two touchdowns or nothing. Uh, You buying this one? Kenny Stills added in fantasy leagues. I know a lot of people cut him after he went to Houston. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing I didn't understand. It's like you got traded to the Texans with two guys who are notoriously injured ahead of him on the depth chart, and you're going to cut him in? Like better offense, maybe even a better opportunity. I don't know about bigger role. I mean, does it get much better than his week one performance going forward? I think that's your expectation of a good Kenny Stills week for sure. And yeah, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. I I think going home this week, they'll always be good. But, you know, the target share there is all about one thing. I think we talked about it on yesterday's show. Was it 16 targets or something like that for uh, DeAndre Hopkins? And then not more than five for anybody else on the team. That's the problem. There's just not going to be too much more to go around. Can he be efficient with those? Sure. Uh, And QT is, is a very intriguing young talent. But... It still hasn't really shown it over a long period of time. And Will Fuller is a talent as well who really has not been able to do it for a whole season. So he has use in a deeper league. I wouldn't cut him in a 14-team league, but in a 12-team league, he's a tough own for me right now still. I think he's more of a, a bi-week substitution guy, and maybe that's why you're holding him, and that's fine. Maybe you like the matchups you got coming up the next couple of weeks when there are buys. I don't know. I don't think this is a, a great fantasy investment overall. No, I can't get there. Yeah, hard, hard, hard to say that uh, that uh, off that one real. I mean, the fantasy value tied to that one catch at the end of the game, which was magnified. Obviously, great catch and a great comeback for Houston. Unfortunately, they blew it. Uh, third down on our drive here. Uh, the head coach of the Bucks, Bruce Arians, says Peyton Barber is still our running back in Tampa. Here's another one that's uh, kind of hard to buy. The coach speak here. It seems like Ronald Jones played well. I know they have a very hard uh, name to pronounce for their other running back that is there also as well. Dare so, Agunwale. Okay, if you there say you so, that's the way it is. Okay, sure. uh, I, I don't know. Timeshare, Joe, I mean, I, I don't know that anybody's worth owning in Tampa right now. I'll tell you what, round one went to Ronald Jones. And because Ronald Jones has an investment in him in terms of wanting to see what he is, and that's where we are. It's a second year, and he was a guy you took with a high draft pick. Yeah, you want to you want to try to get the most. So if I had to put money on one of them right now out of the gate, I'm going to go with the guy who won round one. And Ronald Jones is the guy that won round one. Was it... A knockout? No, <laughs> but it was certainly better than the other two. So Peyton Barber might be the starter, but I don't know if that means he's the most productive. And we've seen that a lot in the past, too. So we'll see what happens here because this is the short week. It's on the road. 
it's a tricky spot here, so I think we'll have a better idea. But I'll tell you what, if Ronald Jones is on the waiver wire still in your league, I would definitely pick him up. Uh, Chances are he's not on the waiver wire, but if he is, why not add him and see what he is? I mean, we're talking about adding guys like Mostert. I mean, why wouldn't you add Ronald Jones? I think the upside is far greater there, potentially. I like the third guy. I like that that third guy. That Dare Ogbunwale? Yeah, and, and, and not because I think he's good. It's because he's Bruce Arian's guy. He was part of the draft that got him. So I, I just, you know, the, the other two guys were not his guys. And I know that talent should oversee and overwhelm other players, but it's so funny the way that these coaches are. If they don't have an investment in a player and it's not their guy, they tend to go to the other one. I think it's very muddled. I think this week will probably sort itself out a little bit more. But, of course, Jones, yeah, he should be picked up in a 12-teamer. I think the third guy should be picked up in a 12-teamer. And Barber should be owned because you never know. And that's kind of the way it will play itself out this season. But uh, Tampa, a lot of pressure on Tampa this week to play better against Carolina. Not an easy game either. Uh, and then finally, our fourth down, a video uh, came out yesterday to Marcus Lawrence one of the best defensive ends in the NFL on the Giants, a video of a little kid going over to him in a, uh, in the, on the Cowboys, excuse me, going over to him in a Giants jersey, and Lawrence turns him down, and then at his uh, own charity event basically doubled down on it, saying, uh, you know, the kid will be fine. Uh, if he wants a public apology, I'll give him one, but I get to choose when I want to sign. And, uh, and I know that there are a lot of Cowboys fans, uh, Joe, that are defending him, but having seen my son and having been somebody as a younger kid who's, you know, gone for the autographs and gotten the autographs. Uh, listen, uh, Lawrence has a right, of course, to do whatever he does, Joe. But was this a bad look for him, not signing for the kid in the Giants jersey, or just well, much ado about nothing? Well, here's the thing. Like, was he just not signing for anybody, or did he sign and then see the kid in the Giants jersey and go past him? Uh, he was uh, he was walking. Uh, he was walking basically down a road with two other players walking to a, a vehicle, and the kid runs over to him. It's only him right in front of him okay. with the, with with the, with something. And he just basically said no. And he said, uh, you know, go get a Cowboys jersey. And, and it was all on video. <laughs> yeah, that's a jerk move. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's a jerk move. He's a kid. You sign it for the kid. He's just a kid. He doesn't know any better. I agree just, with you. I agree. You know, you, you sign it and you razz him. You say, you know, I'm yeah. going to do it this time, but I'm not going to do it again for you. Exactly. Ever again. I mean, or you say, come on, man, you got the wrong jersey yeah. on. Or you was sign this after the win? Is this after they already beat the Giants, too? I mean, I gosh. So. Yeah. Come on, man. Just sign it. He's a kid. Yeah. And he doubled down on it at an event afterwards, basically saying, hey, look, you know, uh, you know, get it. The kids got to get a new jersey for me to sign it. And I, I'll sign when I want to sign. If he was walking down the road with his family or he was like at dinner or something like that, that I understand. Like, I don't care what jersey you're wearing necessarily. If I don't feel like signing because I have private time and people are allowed to be private just because they're public figures. You know, God knows I know it's hard for you when you go out, you know, all the autographs and stuff like that, that you have to sign. I saw a check. I signed check. I signed check, baby. That's what I do. <laughs> all right. We got to take a quick time out. We got our waiver wire Wednesday coming up next. Fantasy sports today after this. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code grid and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details.
Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? It's hump day. Waiver Wire Wednesday. It is Waiver Wire Wednesday here on Fantasy Sports Today. I know some of you, including some of my league, I don't know why they run waivers on Tuesday night. I hate that, but I had to make my decisions last night, so we'll get into that. Uh, most of the smart people, I think, in fantasy run it on Wednesday night because then you have an idea as to who's actually on the practice field on Wednesday, and you can run waivers Thursday. You can run waivers Friday, Saturday, all the way up till game time. Tuesday's just too early, I think, to make a decision in the NFL based on all the injuries that there are, but to each his own, certainly, and and, and my rules don't apply to everyone, and everyone else's rules don't apply to me, that's for sure. But, Joe, let's take a look at the guys who should be picked up off the waiver wire this week. I don't know if you had any waivers run in any of your leagues, but um, you know mine did. I'll, I'll dive into that in a minute. But who, who should people be targeting? And obviously, let's use the caveat here. If you're a Tyreek Hill owner, you're in a different position than somebody else. If you're an Antonio Brown owner at this point, not really being certain, you're also in a different position than everybody else. If you own Tevin Coleman, you're in a different position than everybody else. But I suppose from a generic point of view, from a talent point of view, who are the guys that should be added this week? Uh, Well, my top five are, I'm going to start with Hollywood Brown. And I know some people will say, well, why would you start with that guy? And I know um, our buddy Ray Flowers just did a little rant on it uh, that I saw on the internets about how he only ran like a couple kind of routes. Well, they were successful last time I checked. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, I, I really don't care so much about players who are one dimensional. How good are they at that dimension? And can they repeat that? And I think when you look ahead to the Ravens schedule, I don't see why that can't be. Now, is he going to be a little boomer bust? Probably. Andrews, we talked about yesterday being the better floor guy. And I would do believe that 100%. But I think if Lamar Jackson is truly ready to continue to make uh, 
um, more progress as a passer, as we've already seen now. Granted, the competition wasn't great. However, to me, I'm looking at Hollywood and saying, hey, this is a guy that only needs to touch the ball two or three times because the one time he does and he rips one off for 60 yards, that's cash money, baby. And that's what I want. That's what I want out of a, a flex guy, which is probably where you're going to end up playing him. Uh, I would be careful. I've seen some people already say that people have bid like $90 of their budget on certain guys out of their hundred. I don't think I'd go that far, but I think you should be aggressive because if they are going to stack the box on him and try to take him and Mark Ingram out in terms of running the football, then he's proven already. He can flip that ball over the top. And I think that that's a very positive thing. So he's number one on my list. Where is he on yours? Oh uh, yeah, I have him. I, I don't want to, I'll do my, uh, my top after you. Oh, know. you want to go through it? Okay. But, but, but yes, I have, he's on my list for sure. And, I don't have him as high because I'm less of a believer in him. And I also think that in terms of fantasy, you should prioritize positions sometimes more than players because the likelihood is, is that another position you're going to see a lot higher bidding after somebody goes down this week, which is bound to happen because no running backs really got hurt last week. It's going to happen this week. But anyway, I'll save that for mine. Um, We both agree that TJ Hawkinson should be on the list. I have him on mine, Joe. You have him on yours. Uh, so he is your, I believe, your second uh, most added player, and he, and he really should be. The only question is, and I went through this yesterday, and, you know, Joe, I'm in the clubhouse yesterday with the Marlins players, and so when I come in there, a lot of the discussion is fantasy. I'm talking to all the guys about fantasy, and uh, and I don't want to throw out names of players because maybe they'll get pissed. Who knows? But one of the players that we're talking about was, Joe, I was trying to explain to him, and he's like, yeah, I have Hawkinson, and I'm starting him this week. And, and he pulls up his team, and then I see Vance McDonald on the bench. I'm like, wait a second here. Like, you're already done with Vance. He's like, yeah, I'm thinking of cutting him. I'm like, well, after one week? I mean, come on. I mean, why did you draft him so high? But, uh, Joe, there's some tight end options, and he's got to be at the top of the list this week. Oh, he's definitely out there. Uh, there's two guys in particular. Hawkinson's the first one. And, look, if you were a T. Blackbook person, you were already on Hawkinson. Chances are you already owned him anyway. You took him for basically for free. But now now it sucks that you got to pay for the talent. Now, is he going to have what he did last week, happen every week? Of course not. That's insane. However, he's got a matchup against the Chargers, who have a massive hole in the secondary with Derwin James out. And I do believe Hawkins is that kind of guy that can go beat people deep as a tight end. And there's not a whole lot of them out there. Hawkinson's one of those very rare talents. So for me, do I want to start him this week in Detroit against the Lions over Vance McDonald? That's a tough one because you're right. You, you, you drafted Vance McDonald because you were high on him. I'll say this. I don't think it's the worst move in the world to play the hot hand if Hawkinson really, because, yeah. you know, I don't think it's, it's, Oh my God, I can't you believe could you're starting Hawkinson over, yeah. over uh, George Kittle. You know what I mean? Like, that's not where I'm going. You, know, that's you, could, you could do it for sure. You, I'm not saying that you can't. If that's a, but that's a gut feeling. That's not it's a gut a, feeling. Yeah, that's not a, oh, well, yeah. It's also a bit of a matchup, matchup one, too. It's like, what, what do you think of the Seattle Seahawks linebacking core as opposed to the Los Angeles Chargers linebacking core and secondary? And I, I think you can make I, the argument. My, my, my argument would be this I think that when Pittsburgh went back and looked at video, and I don't know this to be fact, I'm speculating. When they went back and realized that Vance McDonald didn't have a target in the first half, I think that it will be an overemphasis You're probably right. on trying to get him the ball. That's my, that, and again, um, I, you know, full disclosure, own Vance McDonald in 40% of the leagues that I'm in. So obviously I want him to be good and I'm, I'm pushing that narrative. But if somebody said to me, hey, I'm playing Hawkinson over him, I would say I probably wouldn't do it, but I could see, the understanding there. All right, let's close it out with your three, four, and five guys. 
All right. Uh, my three, four, and five guys, Darren Waller, another tight end, too, who you know I wanted to kind of see in action a little bit, and I saw, and I'm pleased. And I think he's got a really good matchup this week, too, against the Kansas City Chiefs defense, which is not very good. And Derek Carr seemed very comfortable with him. And now that Antonio Brown is out, I think that really moved him up. See, that that's the problem is Waller was one of these guys that I thought we could wait and see, and he would be good as the year went on a little bit. And you could probably add him, you know, kind of on the down low. Can't do that now. That's gone because now it's every everybody on deck, right? All hands on deck, and Waller's one of those hands. And I think so far you look at him and you think that, hey, this guy has all the tools to be uh, probably a mid-level tight end if everything breaks his way, especially with the new amount of targets that are now open in that offense. So if you miss out on Hawkinson, which I talked about in the last segment, you know, don't just have that one waiver wire claim in. Go put a couple dollars on Waller, and I think if you're hurting a tight end, I think you'll be happy with Waller's matchup this week against the Chiefs 100%. My number four is Ted Ginn, Mm -hmm. which is another boomer bust kind of dude, but you know what? Hey, maybe you get lucky here, and there's a big game coming up for them and I'm sure there's going to be a ton of attention on Michael Thomas, which means, you know, with the Rams, there's going to be a little exposure on the other end. This is a real grudge match kind of game, and I think Ted Ginn is worth it, even though I don't love Drew Brees on the road. And my number five is A.J. Brown. Now, this is another one where it's all about getting decent quarterback play. Mariona had a decent game, okay? So if A.J. Brown seems to be the guy maybe that uh, we know Corey Davis gets a ton of attention, he's the guy that's open. I thought it might be Humphreys, but it looked like it might be Brown. That's another one where – there might be better long-term benefits there and it's not going to cost you as much. So he's more of a secondary pick on that one. So who are gotcha. your top five? Yeah. I, I'm surprised you don't have McLaurin in your top five at all. I, mean, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I think it might be a one-off. I really do. All I right. just, yeah. I'm, I'm we'll terrified that that's disagree a there. Yeah. So I'm sure. I think, yeah. I think talent wise, um, you know, he's, he belongs in the top five somewhere. And um, yeah, my first is most dirt. And again, from a conceptual point of view, I do this every year. I'm always going to take the running back with upside virtually over every wide receiver, unless you have a situation, for example, like Sammy Watkins is on the waiver wire because of Tyreek Hill being out. That completely changes things. Uh, but for me, uh, you know, Mostert has a chance to at, le- at the very least split carries, at the very least get goal line carries with San Francisco. And in any league where you have a flexi running back or a running back two on the iffy side, I, I think that or or you have Coleman, I think you got to add him. I'm trying to add him in every league just for the speculative. Uh, McLaurin is my second because I do believe he's real. I do. I do think that uh, the quarterback situation isn't great there, but I think this is a good receiver. They talked him up so much. I didn't really believe it going into the season. I think that our show a couple weeks ago, I was like, who's this McLaurin guy? I have no idea. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's look he's looked fantastic, at least in one week. But fair enough. Got to see how he does this week. But you may not have that opportunity if you don't get him this week. And that's the problem. Uh, I have to have Hollywood Brown somewhere in the top five. So I got him at three. And then I have Hawkinson as the four. But again, if you're in a league where you have no good tight end, then of course, Hawkinson could go to the top. It's more of this is my my talent point of view uh, and my positional point of view more than anything. So those are the four or five guys now um just real quick uh joe we only have a minute to go here a couple of minutes to go uh i did play uh in one waiver last night i ended up adding most dirt in one league and that was it because all the other guys on this list were gone uh another league that i play in in uh, the guillotine league where guys are eliminated uh you get a thousand dollars fab budget i want to ask you about this one a thousand dollar fab budget <laughs> initially uh, so the guy that got knocked out because it's a 16-team league, guess what? Guess who he has on, on his team? I'll give you one guess. The player that didn't play last week that was like the highest pick that he got. You know who? Uh, Antonio in, Brown? Antonio Brown, okay. <laughs> so it, so Antonio Brown's on the waiver wire. So out of $1,000, I put in 
let me finish before you stop me. I put in 40%, $400 on Antonio Brown, okay? The news came out about what happened last night. I went down to $205, and I still got him, and I don't know if I feel good about that today. So I got him I got him for 205. Galladay was also on the team. He went for 250. And because it's a super flex league, Josh Allen was available. He was one of the quarterbacks and he went for 180. Those were the three top bids. I also added Mostert again in that league for like 80 bucks, which is like less than I, uh, I actually think you take the discount and I'm going to keep rolling the dice because of, you know, see, this is the difference between rolling the dice with mediocre talent and rolling the dice with elite talent. I will always roll the dice with elite talent, whether it be Todd Gurley for whatever his situation is with the knee this year, whether it be Antonio Brown with his situations, plural now. You roll the dice with elite talent because the upside is league winning and game changing. It's the people who constantly keep rolling the dice on these mid-level guys and overpaying for them who have a ceiling to what they can be. I just don't get. I don't. It's like it was like the people who are all in on Jordan Reed this year. And yes, I know they were still people this year in on Jordan Reed. I'm thinking to myself, what are you crazy? I'd like to play in one of the guillotine leagues. I haven't done it yet. No one invites me anymore. This is my first league. I've never done this before. So I'd like league. to do it next year. So if there's an opening, hit yeah, me up. Yeah, of course. It sounds like fun. Yeah, it wasn't sounds expensive. Like it was like a hundred bucks. It wasn't. It but wasn't I imagine expensive. isn't the isn't the way to go about that with the guillotine league sort of the be aggressive because you don't know week to week who's going to be out there the following week and you just want to like you know just stay alive, right? Like uh, it, 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 yes, that that is correct. I think I have to when we go to the break. When we come back, I'll I'll take a look. I think somebody did go for. 300 i want to say there was one person uh, the, no, there was one guy that went for 300 the second one was galladay at 250 and this is out of a thousand and then my antonio brown was 205 Minshew was in the 80s but he was just a waiver wire guy uh i got mostert at 80 bucks out of the thousand uh but there was there was somebody i think that went for 300 let me check that what we'll do is uh we'll come back next we'll talk to adam ronis a full-time fantasy don't go away Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermofiltration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. 
And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. The morning after. Tillman Fertitta uh, with us. How many years do you think we're away from having kiosk in an NBA arena for fans to be able to bet on a game in the arena? I don't think it'll be a kiosk in the arena. It's going to be on your phone. And you're going to be able to sit there watching a game and it's going to pop up. Who's going to score the next basket? If you can bet on every single play that's happening, think about how much fun that would be. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back. It is time to get into a little of the fantasy debate conversation analysis with Adam Ronis. You can follow him on Twitter at Adam Ronis. And of course, you can hear him later today at 2 o'clock Eastern on Full Time Fantasy. He joins Joe Pizzapia and I right now. Adam, thanks for doing the show. How are you? Doing well. It was a fun and busy weekend in the NFL. I was out in Vegas, so just trying to get back into the routine. All right. Well, let's start off with the hottest topic of the day. It is the hottest topic of fantasy, and it's been that way. Although, I don't know about you, but for me, maybe since Deflategate, I'm not sure that there's been a more annoying topic or player to talk about than there has been in Antonio Brown, because you really can't give any thoughtful or legitimate advice with him because the the story changes constantly. So I would just kind of ask you at this point, if you're attacking the waiver wire, would your personal plan be if you have him in a league that he's going to play, that he's not going to play because we legitimately have no insight whatsoever as to what could be coming down for Sunday. Yeah. And honestly, I have no idea either. I think we're all just kind of going minute by minute here with Antonio Brown. You are right. It's very frustrating. It's been a roller coaster. One minute he's suspended. The next minute he's released. Then all of a sudden he's with the Patriots. And as that news happened, I had a draft on Saturday. I actually decided to take Antonio Brown with the sixth pick of round three in a high-stakes league on Saturday. So I do have Antonio Brown, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Obviously, in week one, he didn't play, and I had to go with another option. But this is just one of the most wild stories we've ever seen. And I think right now, we're not surprised by anything that happened. So Antonio Brown owners are just standing by. They obviously didn't play him last week, so they had a replacement, and they might have to get another one off the waiver wire this week. Unfortunately, at least, there were a lot of wide receivers that emerged that might have potential here for the rest of the year. All right, well, let's talk with some of those because Tyreek Hill, another second-round pick, another big-time wide receiver, another true number one, is going to be out for four to six weeks. So how do you tack those guys this week uh, in terms of Hollywood Brown, in terms of McLaren, in terms of – uh, the dudes that you think can be at least short-term replacements for, whether it be Antonio Brown, possibly, or Tyreek Hill, definitely, 
And how would you be aggressive in terms of your bidding? Even even a guy like John Ross who might have an opportunity for a short window. How do you kind of stack those guys out as we're heading into waiver wire Wednesday? Yeah, I think you do need to be aggressive this week. I think you're going to see a lot of people spend money, and it makes sense because if you do hit on one of these picks off the waiver wire, now you have them for the entire year. You can just go back to last year and look at a guy like Philip Lindsay and what he did. Now, generally, I think you do want to have that money for the running back that emerges off the waiver wire, but if you need help this week, you just got to go get the player. So I do like Marquise Brown. He was someone that I was drafting in June. Then I backed off a little bit because he was coming off that list. Frank injury much in the preseason or in training camp. And everyone's talking about the 14 snaps from week one. It made sense, though. You know, he was his first game. They had the game in hand. But you see what he can do with his speed. And Lamar Jackson made some really good throws. That was always the big knock on him. And everyone's going to say it was against the Dolphins. But he was very accurate. So I do think Marquise Brown's in play. And with the Chiefs, I, I'd take a look at McCole Hardman if he's available. I know I drafted him in a couple leagues, but I play in a lot of leagues with 20 rounds. So in leagues with 15, 16 rounds, he's probably out there. And I know he didn't record a catch, but he played 53 to 58 snaps. So he was on the field. And remember, they didn't really incorporate him into the game plan for that week because Tyreek Hill was on the field. But when they thought they might be without Tyreek Hill for a while, they went out and they drafted him. And he does have that speed element. And you want to invest in the Chiefs offense. And Ross is very interesting because I know a lot of people are going to dismiss him because they've been burned by him in this first couple years in the league. But he has speed. Zach Taylor's a new coach where they came out and they threw 51 times on the road in Seattle. I was actually surprised that game was as competitive as it was. And, you know, they schemed him open. He did drop a couple couple passes and left some yards on the field. But, yeah, I would take a look at all three of those receivers. And McLaurin, too, who you guys brought up, that's a, a really good one as well for the Redskins. He would be near the top of my list because he definitely has that speed as well. Case Keaton has been up and down in his NFL career, but he, he was really good in week one against the Eagles. This there for the Eagles is the secondary. So there are some good options, especially at wide receiver this week on the waiver wire. Yeah, it's interesting. Adam, that McLaurin reminds me of the same situation when uh, when Keenum essentially made Stephon Diggs, Stephon Diggs, when he was there uh, in Minnesota. So maybe this is similar. Who knows? I mean, uh, very hard to tell after one week for sure. Um, let me go back. I, I don't know going back years and years to kind of take a look, but it seems to me, Adam, that we we have more tight end success in week one in fantasy than we've had in years past. It's usually a wasteland in your streaming tight ends. But we saw Delaney Walker have a big game. We saw Ingram have a big game. Of course, everyone knows about Kelsey and Ertz for sure. Uh, You had Hawkinson, Waller. Is this an anomaly? You think it's just one week and done? Or all of a sudden, tight ends going to be more in the mix this season? It's tough tough to handicap tight ends in fantasy. Yeah, I think the top six tight ends that were going in drafts, we all pretty much felt good about. And then there were some question marks. Uh, The guy that you didn't bring up, who I I do think is going to be someone that we could count on every week is Darren Waller of the Raiders. And that's immediately what I thought once Antonio Brown was released, I thought, okay, Tyrell Williams, who was generally going in rounds nine or 10 anyway, and Waller, who we did see his stock go up a few weeks. And we all know that's because of hard knocks and everyone was watching and they saw his story, but we saw it against the Broncos on Monday night. And yes, the Broncos have usually been bad against tight ends, but Waller six, six, 
258. They line him up everywhere, too. That's the thing is he's a former wide receiver, so they line him up wide. They line him up in the slot, and he played every single snap. And this is a team that's going to be playing from behind. I don't care what we saw Monday night. It's not a good football team. So I do think Waller can provide value the rest of the year. Hawkinson is very interesting. He is really good. Keep in mind, though, Detroit played in overtime. I think they ran like 80 plays, and that's something to take note of because when you play against the Cardinals, they like to play that high pace, and it can translate to other teams, and it did with Detroit this week. But I do think if you want Hawkinson this week, you're going to have to be aggressive because there are several teams that need tight ends out there, and that's what I always do. If it's like a tight end position, I'll look at the roster grid and I'll go, okay, who else has a problem at tight end? And you can look and then you know that you're probably bidding against that team if you want to go out and get a a guy like Hawkinson. Yeah, that's a great point. Let's stay with the Monday night for a second in that same game and let's go to the Broncos for a second, Adam. And let's talk about those running backs because we got the Royce Freeman, Lindsay uh, timeshare, which is certainly what everybody was afraid of. And here it is. Now it's in front of us. So, what do you do going forward? I know this week it's tough because you got the Bears. I know they're at home, but still it's the Bears defense. So how do you approach this if you own one or both of these guys for the next week and for the at least short-term future? You should start by crying because it's not going to go well. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely worried. I had Philip Lindsay way lower in my rankings. If he was a player that I picked up off waivers that helped me win a league, I just felt that they were going to go with Freeman a little bit more. A lot of the underlying metrics were great for Freeman. Lindsay probably gets the slight edge because he's going to catch more passes. He only caught four the other night, and that wasn't a game script that was conducive because they were playing from behind. They were down 14 nothing at the half. Freeman obviously was very efficient on his carries, but in PPR leagues, he's just not going to catch enough passes. So I think this will be a split. Who knows if they how much they incorporate Theo Riddick when he comes back because it was surprising that they went out and got him. So, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about those Broncos running backs. Uh, I think they're going to cut into each other's production, and it's going to be a headache every week. I just can't imagine ranking them very highly every week unless they're playing a team that's just awful against the run. They're playing the Dolphins. I don't know if the Dolphins are on the schedule this year. We're talking to Adam Ronis, a full-time fantasy here on the show. Uh, Adam, one of the uh, waiver wire pickups that I ended up adding in both of my leagues uh, was Raheem Mostert. Now, you and I, last year, I recall talking to you about you know how much I love Matt Breida. Um, I still like Matt Breida, and I, and I think that he is the most talented running back in San Francisco, even with Tevin Coleman, if he is healthy. But I feel like the right attack, because of just the scarcity of running backs that are out there, is trying to add Mostert, for me even, above some of these wide receivers, because... Anytime that you can get a flex running back or a running back two with a possibility of that, I think you got to try. I don't know if that will work out for me. Is most on anybody's radar this week, or would you rather grab those wide receivers ahead of them? Oh, no, Mostert definitely has to be on the radar. You want to invest in the 49ers running game, and I love Brita, too. I probably have him in almost every league, it feels like. But we all know he is capable of going down with an injury at any time. In fact, he left the game this past week, and at first I saw it was reported it was a concussion. It turned out to be dehydration. So he did return. Uh, Mostert actually had a touchdown call back due to a penalty. So he is definitely going to get, I think, double-digit touches each week or close to it. So, yeah, I think you can pick him up. I don't know how much cheaper 
But uh, obviously, all the talk this week is the receivers. A lot of them we already alluded to, and even the tight ends. You know, Hawkinson's out there, yeah. Waller's out there, and it's putting the running backs a little bit below the radar, which is very rare. But also because of these running backs that we're looking at this week, it's not like any of them have the job. None of them are number ones. You know, we're looking at Malcolm Brown, who had double-digit touches, but Todd Gurley is still there. Gio Bernard, we're not sure if Joe, what Joe Mixon says. It sounds like he's going to play. So you're right. A lot of these running backs are not going to go for big money. If you do need one, most start is a good pickup that you can get for, I don't know, cheap, but maybe cheaper than most weeks just because all the talk this year, this week and all the money is going to go to those wide receivers and tight ends. All right, Adam, as fantasy analysts, you and I both know, sometimes we just plant our flag on certain guys. We got them everywhere, but doesn't always work out week one. So I know I've had a couple, you know, David Montgomery was underwhelming. I don't want to blame all of it on him. I'm going to blame most of it on Mitchell Trubisky and the Green Bay defense. But there's got to be a one or two of those guys for you that you got a ton of shares of. Week one wasn't great. And I want to know, are you panicking at all or are you staying the course? No, everything was perfect. Everything worked out. Uh, The guy guy for me is Javis Winston. I took him in a lot of leagues. I drafted him on Saturday. And when I drafted him, I said, if Winston is not good, I am in trouble this year because I tend to not go with a backup quarterback in leagues with 16 rounds. I took Winston in a 14-team league with 16 rounds, no backup. I took him in uh, my home league, which has like 24 rounds, no backup. So I had him out there. So it did cost me this week in a couple of close games. I'm not that worried yet just because this is the Winston experience. We've seen it. It's a roller coaster. He has that bad week. And two of the three interceptions, Arian said, Bruce Arian said, were not his fault. One was up by Peyton Barber. The other one was through the hands of O.J. Howard to a defender. But that was not what you wanted to see from Tampa Bay. Week one at home against San Francisco, and maybe the 49ers defense is better than we thought, but still, that's not the performance you wanted to see. I know Mike Evans was a little bit ill, but it was very disappointing. And five of their next seven games are on the road, including Thursday night at Carolina. So there's a lot of people that are going to panic on Winston. I'm going to be a little patient because I just think it's set up for him to still have success. He's going to chuck the ball a ton. He's got really good weapons with Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, but that's not the way you want it to start the season. And a lot of people are already panicking and they're out on Winston. Last year, Ryan Fitzpatrick was there. This year, it's not as good. Blake Gabbard's behind him, I believe. So uh, I'm slightly worried, but he's probably going to be on my rosters. I'm not going to drop him just yet. Well, Adam, uh, my advice is uh, great. Nick Mullins, the next Buccaneers quarterback at the trade deadline. That's my uh, my two cents on that one. We'll see. Uh, th- thank you, Adam, for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. We'll catch you this afternoon at 2 o'clock Eastern. Thanks again. All right. Thanks a lot, fellas. All right. Adam Ronitz with us. We'll take a quick timeout. Best of our first hour next. Don't go away.
This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now, my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400 and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 800 That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 800-961-3631. 800-961-3631. 800-961-3631. 800-961-3631. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. Uh, you had Hawkinson, Waller. Is this an anomaly? You think it's just one week and done? Or all of a sudden, tight ends going to be more in the mix this season? It's tough, tough to handicap tight ends in fantasy. Yeah, I think the top six tight ends that were going in drafts, we all pretty much felt good about. And then there were some question marks. Uh, the guy that you didn't bring up, who I, I do think is going to be someone that we can count on every week, is Darren Waller of the Raiders. And that's immediately what I thought. Once Antonio Brown was released, I thought, okay, Tyrell Williams, who was generally going in rounds nine or ten anyway, and Waller, who we did see his stock go up a few weeks, and we all know that's because of hard knocks and everyone was watching and they saw his story. 
but we saw it against the Broncos on Monday night. And yes, the Broncos have usually been bad against tight ends, but Waller's 6'6", 258. They lined him up everywhere, too. That's the thing is he's a former wide receiver, so they lined him up wide. They lined him up in the slot, and he played every single snap. And this is a team that's going to be playing from behind. I don't care what we saw Monday night. It's not a good football team. So I do think Waller can provide value the rest of the year. Hawkinson is very interesting. He is really good. Keep in mind, though, Detroit played in overtime. I think they ran like 80 plays, and that's something to take note of because when you play against the Cardinals, they like to play that high pace, and it can translate to other teams, and it did with Detroit this week. But I do think if you want Hawkinson this week, you're going to have to be aggressive because there are several teams that need tight ends out there. And that's what I always do. If it's like a tight end position, I'll look at the roster grid and I'll go, okay, who else has a problem at tight end in one? And you can look and then you know that you're probably bidding against that team if you want to go out and get a, a guy like Hawkinson.